From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to the post-election edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, Jerry Brooks, your host. You're also the baby-faced assassin of freedom and the tour guide from a very somewhat emotionally conflicting uh, midterm election. Now, before I kind of get into some of my analysis and so forth, uh, just to let you know that uh, if you want to send us questions, get a hold of us, you can do so via email at inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website, inblackandright.net. Uh, we've, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting night to be sure. Uh, I did a live streaming uh, from Jacksonville last night. I was uh, hanging out with the folks there in Duval County. Uh, their GOP was having quite the soiree. And uh, also, uh, as, <laughs> as things happened and races were called, it was definitely a pretty raucous crowd. Uh, especially when all the results were coming in from Florida, uh, what happened with uh, Governor DeSantis getting really seriously reelected, winning reelection by 19 points. I'm like, yipes, that was crazy. Uh, also, Marco Rubio winning reelection by uh, about what, 15, 14, 15 points? I mean, you want to talk about a red wave. Florida had one, and a big one. Every single statewide office was won by a Republican. Governor DeSantis, uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody won. Excuse me. Our uh, Chief Financial Officer, Jimmy Patronis, he won re-election by double digits. Same with uh, Attorney General Moody. And even the State Agricultural Commissioner uh, won uh, won the seat by double digits. I mean, it was wild all over the place. Uh, Even some of the U.S. House races. uh, Anna Polina Luna down along the Gulf Coast. uh, I believe that's Florida Congressional District 7. She... She won. She flipped that particular district from Democrat to Republican. It was wild, folks. And I spent this morning uh, looking at uh, some of the the maps and seeing how a lot of the performances were going. The one thing that absolutely blew my mind about Florida. Now, Florida has 67 counties. And I'm seeing the counties that went for DeSantis last night. It was a mind blower. A major league mind blower. Out of the 67 counties in Florida, 
five of them voted for Charlie Crist. Five out of 67. And the real big surprise, oh my, 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 my. The, make, the biggest surprise of the night about Florida is Miami-Dade. Now, Miami-Dade for years has been a stronghold for Democrats in Florida. It has. Until this year. Now, why do I say that? Now, the Miami-Dade, um, Miami-Dade County... Uh, during the primary back August 23rd, wasn't that long ago, their school board went from a very leftist majority to a pro-parent, right, uh, a pro-parent um, conservative majority. And I thought, hmm, which made the largest school district in the entire state of Florida pro-parents' rights. Now, I thought, Ooh, that's, I mean, that was pretty amazing. But when I kind of put the two together. Now, what's really amazing about this, Miami-Dade, <laughs> Miami-Dade went for DeSantis by double digits. Double digits. That's crazy. That is absolutely one of the craziest things I'd ever seen in 25 years of doing media. I'm like, what the heck? No wonder uh, DeSantis got such an amazing amount of votes and trounced the daylights out of Charlie Chris. And uh, Marco Rubio did the same thing with Val Demings. Uh, even the, all the way down even to the, uh, the legislature. Now, the district I live in uh, is District 3. I mean, a lot of these U.S. House candidates, I mean, my uh, <laughs> my congressperson is Kat Kamek. I thought, yep, she's just going to, mm. and she did, just went right through the competition. But in the district I live in, in this part of North Central Florida, we had an interesting situation developed because of redistricting. Uh, the state senate, uh, the state senator for my district uh, was Democrat. And I thought, oh shoot. So this was a real grassroots effort to get, a, to get this, the, that particular Senate seat flipped Republican. Now, Fortunately, Corey Simon, who uh, was uh, the candidate, the Republican nominee, and yes, he is, is a former NFL player, uh, played college football at Florida State under the late great Bobby Bowden, and won uh, a national championship with him. And I, I mean, I've, I've explained a little bit of Corey Simon's story, but man, oh man, apparently. Um, Democrats still have a major league problem, uh, a, a basically a racist problem, with black conservatives. Now, Corey Simon is a man who can handle himself just fine. He's a very big dude. About 6'4", 300 plus, 
played defensive uh, played defensive end, and I'm like, ah, I ain't gonna mess with this guy. I mean, but he, I think one of the and he won last night, and he and it wasn't really even close. He won his Senate seat by six points, six points, and I thought, wow, yay, happy. So yes, I live in a part of the state of Florida that is very, very, very much red. Very much red. And getting Corey Simon at winning his state Senate seat, yep, the red wave even hit my little old county of Suwannee County. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, mercy, I was up late last night there in Jacksonville trying to trying to figure things out and waiting. It's like, are they going to call some of this? Uh, and I just figured, eh, it's not going to happen tonight. But we're still dealing with situations that have left me utterly confused. Now, Pennsylvania, and, yep, and I figured, you know, maybe we got a chance, but when I looked at Shapiro winning by double digits over Mastriano, which did, which was disappointing, yes. But the surprise of the night was Fetterman. John Fetterman apparently beat Dr. Oz. Not by much. But I thought to myself, now wait a minute. What is wrong with these people in Pennsylvania? At least the Democrats, anyway. Fetterman is essentially a mess. Everybody knew it. Everybody saw it. But yet, in spite, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him because I too have had a stroke. But they still are sending him to the Senate anyway when the man can barely function. Uh, that one was a head-scratcher to me. Now, why? what happened with Pennsylvania? Was it that the Democrats did better? Uh, did the Republicans really suck? Or was it something else altogether different, just looking at some of the polling? Now, let's see. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. Now, in Pennsylvania, as I'm taking a look at this map, uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, a lot of Pennsylvania, a lot of their counties were red. I'm looking at the map. I mean, there's more red than blue, but the blue, I mean, you're talking uh, cities like Philadelphia, which is a mess, uh, and Josh Shapiro, the, I guess, the governor-elect, I'm like, holy cow, folks. I mean, what is wrong with some of these people? Uh, also, let's not forget Arizona. Arizona is still a mess. And yesterday, I did a brief update. Uh, I used to live in Phoenix, right there in the heart of Maricopa County. But what drove me crazy was, <clears throat> no, excuse me, was these tabulation machines, 20% of them, according to the Maricopa County Elections Office, which 
is essentially manned by full-blown idiots who need to be investigated because they were the ones who were trying to put forth the notion that, oh, everything's fine, the machines have been inspected, da-da-da-da-da, everything's fine. And now, all, I mean, just as the polls open, here come the problems. Here come all the problems. And I thought to myself, oh, mercy, mercy me. Are you kidding? 20% of these tabulation machines are malfunctioning? Uh, in Maricopa County? That's two-thirds of the Arizona vote right there. And it's not just Phoenix. So there's that going on. Now, they're still duking it out. Uh, with all of these ballots that somehow couldn't get uh, through their tabulation machines. And they have what they call, uh, I guess it's either uh, slot number three or whatever. If your ballot cannot be scanned by the machine, then if you're having a problem, you just simply put your ballot in this little, in this little slot and it gets and it gets counted later now considering what the mainstream corporate media says about people you can't question the integrity of the election bs it happened in 2020 it happened in arizona again in 2022 now they're still going through this whole thing uh with the ballots and so forth but Carrie Lake is looking pretty good to win uh, her, uh, her governor's race. And that would be absolutely awesome. You know, but we're also waiting in Nevada to see what happens with uh, Adam Laxalt, who's running for U.S. Senate, and Joe Lombardo, who's running for governor. There, there are problems apparently there, too, in Nevada. Uh, Clark County and Washoe County, uh, mostly. Uh, Clark County is Las Vegas. Washoe County is Reno, where I used to live. It's a mess. I mean, and, and I've been thinking about this and thinking about this and thinking about this ever since I got back uh, to my studio here uh, from Jacksonville. I'm going, what is going on with this? Something just doesn't feel right or seem right to me with a lot of this. Now, and I say it like this, because now we've got Gret the Wicked Witch of the Midwest, Gretchen Whitmer, who won in uh, Michigan. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, Pritzker won in Illinois, but then I'm, and of course, Hochul won in New York State. Now, are we talking about polling that is just so way off that nobody could have predicted a lot of this? Or is it something else altogether different? Because I'm not understanding. Poll after poll after poll for the last year, almost a year, says that the issues like the economy slash inflation, immigration, and others are the big issues. You know, and now the Democrats were riding on 
the whole thing with abortion and climate change after the Dobbs decision back in June. But what's really bugging me is why are people, when you're dealing with real serious issues like this, why are they voting Democrat? Why are they continuing to trust the very people who, is, who are making their lives absolutely horrible? I'm not getting this. It's not, it's not making a whole lot of logical sense to me. And Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, and Illinois are examples of what is wrong with you people? I'm sorry, I'm just not going, this is not making any sense to me. I know we've got a divided country, but are we schizoid? <coughs> oh my goodness, excuse me. I mean, are we, are we of two minds? I mean, I don't get it. The, the Biden, and now somehow the mainstream media is loving the idea that the red wave really didn't come. And I'm thinking to myself, Something is just not right here. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but some things just are not making sense. Now, Florida makes sense because we are the leaders. We are the free state of Florida. And last night, we made our voices very loud and very clear as Floridians. We want freedom and we want Ron DeSantis as our leader for another four years. Now, I know there are going to be some, and, and already the mainstream media is getting into it, that somehow this was a repudiation about President Trump. I'm going, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, Trump is a punching bag, but it just really does not make sense to me. It's really not making sense to me. It's like, why is this a repudiation on Trump when he's not even on the ballot. Now, of course, some of his endorsed candidates, like Dr. Oz, lost in um, Pennsylvania. Now, but a state like Ohio, uh, J.D. Vance won his race by a pretty healthy margin. So I, I'm not getting this. Why are states like Ohio going red, but or at least staying red because Mike DeWine did win re-election. But why are states like Pennsylvania and Michigan, and especially Michigan, because Whitmer is a real royal pain in the arse. She is elitist. She has got all kinds of issues. And what she's done to the people of Michigan. How can Michiganders vote for her after the hell they've put that she's put them through, especially during COVID. And now you're doing the same thing with education, with CRT, with gender ideology, and all this other stuff. I am at an absolute loss here. None of this is making any sense. So uh, I just don't know. I mean, we're only 24 hours, we're a little less than 24 hours removed from a lot of this stuff, and a lot of races are still to be determined, but it's not going to be, at least in the House, 
it's not going to be like many said it would be. So I'm going, either the polling was absolutely wrong, or there were just people in these house districts who are just goofy. Ay, ay, ay. It's a mess. Now, granted, there are still, like I said, there are still uh, plenty of house races yet to be determined. You know, and there's still going to be fights. Absolutely, there are going to be fights uh, to a lot of this. But holy cow. Some of this is just not making sense. And I, I guess I'm just going to have to uh, see what happens. As these races are, you know, governor's races, house races, senate races, all, all come out in the wash. But one thing that really bugs me, though, it really bugs me, and it really shows why Florida uh, is a major, major uh, attraction to come and not just to visit, but to even move businesses here, to move families here. Now, states like Nevada and Arizona don't have that, I mean, in comparison to Florida. Uh, Florida and Arizona. Florida has about three times the population of Arizona. Three times the population. Florida has about 21, 22 million people. It covers two different time zones. Uh, Even the Panhandle, which a fair amount of that is actually on Central Time, but that's okay. I knew before I went to bed back in my hotel in Jacksonville, who won? DeSantis won and Marco Rubio. All of these other races were called before 10 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And there were no problem. There were very few to no problems. That at least not that I heard of. But the votes were cast, including uh, early voting, uh, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, and the humongous lines for day same-day voting. Now, fortunately, I live in a place that's not that populated, so. I was able to, there were no lines. I got in, uh, got my vote, and I was out of there. Boom. And that's what just blows my mind about this, because how can a state like Arizona, thats it's not like we're talking a third world country that doesn't have as many people as Florida population-wise, how do they screw stuff up? How do they do it? I do not know. But it just proves once again that Florida is the standard bearer for conservatism, for freedom, for the Republican Party. Absolutely. And Carrie Lake, and I believe she will win her governor's race, she is a rising star herself. So between DeSantis and Carrie Lake, and others, I mean, Texas seemed to be fine. Uh, Greg Abbott won re-election by 10 points over Beto the Bozo. 
So it just really blows my mind to see states like Nevada and Arizona that don't have the same type of population base, and it's still a mess. Okay, we got to count this, got to count this. Oh, well, yeah, here's these ballots. That's like, and everybody seems to be expecting a cheat. Everybody. I'm like, what the heck? So I don't know. I really do not know. And I'll be doing a video, uh, hopefully tomorrow, with uh, one of my favorite people, one a very smart man, uh, one of the contributors of In Black and Right, uh, Ted Roush. Trying to look at this and see what is the deal? What's going on? And how in the heck, you know, how, do we, how are we supposed to take a look at this given what we're still dealing with? I mean, we're still dealing with inflation. We're still dealing with obscene gas prices, obscene food prices, obscene price for utilities as we're going into the winter. We've got a diesel shortage that's expected to hit actually more like running out of diesel and that's expected to be coming within what the next what week and a half or two weeks maybe i don't know and yet we still have a country that's divided that is confused that just doesn't seem to kind of know what it wants it's a we are a nation of two minds and we don't understand why some people are voting for people who made their lives miserable. It's like, oh, please continue to tax us, continue the inflation, continue everything. And Biden, if he's going to run in 2024, given, after, given this, and plus President Trump announcing next Tuesday, I'm thinking this is going to be a mess in 2023 before we even get to 2024. I believe that, but we can only see what happens. But I believe 2023, when the new Congress is seated, could be a very, very pivotal year uh, for a variety of reasons. But we got to get this fixed. You know, it's not one of this, you know, where the corporate media says, oh, these darn, oh, these darn, Christian nationalist and their white supremacists and oh, oh I mean I've heard that crap I mean I've had it up to here with it I mean that they have nothing original the Democrats have nothing original they don't have any ideas they whatever they call a plan I mean it's probably just in their heads or it's continue this crazy utopia oh well yes of clean energy and electric cars and and people and there's over half the country that can't even afford one of the damn things anyway well anyway folks i don't know what's going to happen but i think there will be more information available by tomorrow when we can uh hopefully have some more races called uh, around the country so uh, i'll be i'm sure doing some type of a breaking news video on all of our uh, social media platforms, uh, especially uh, True Patriot Network, uh, also Locals, and probably Instagram too. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on this. 
and see what happens because we're going to have to fight for uh, some of this, apparently. And okay, no big deal. Uh, well, maybe not no big deal, but it's going to take time, folks. Just hang tough, be patient, be cool. We'll sort this out soon enough, hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, but just stay, just stay cool, hang tight. This is only the beginning. Amen and amen. <laughs> so with that in mind, I say thank you very much. Uh, we'll have more analysis, uh, more than likely tomorrow, I'm hoping, uh, with uh, my colleague, Mr. Roush. And yeah, it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be an absolute hoot, that's for sure. Uh, if you want to follow and subscribe uh, to the uh, podcast, we, we you can find us very easily on all major platforms. Uh, well, actually, small ones too, and somewhere in between. But we're we are available. Uh, tell your friends. We just simply ask that follow and subscribe. You can also find out where we are on social media by going to our website in blackandright.net. Just simply click on the media connection page and it'll take you uh, to where we are. Uh, even on, yes, Twitter. I don't know why I did this to myself, but I figured let's see what happens with Elon. And I figured give him a little bit of a try. So we are on uh, Twitter. Instagram, Getter, uh, Truth Social, uh, we're on quite a few. So if you want to check us out, check us out. Follow and subscribe, uh, whichever one you're on. So for now, take care, everybody. God bless. And yes, November 8th is just the beginning. And patriots still come in all colors.